following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for fans by fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside with me as per usual for our NFL history episodes, we have the one, the only Mr. Andrew Lenz. Man, Andrew Lenz, you did four episodes this week, my dude. How are you feeling? A little worn out, a little worn out, but... I just got to do it. When you love the game, you stay in it. You got to stay in it for as long as possible. Look at Roethlisberger. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Speaking of Big Ben, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Thursday, um, January 27th, 2022, has officially retired from the National Football League. Also, the sky is blue. Um, I think everybody's seen this coming. Uh, A lot of people said that. You know, it should have ended several years ago, maybe even last year. I think he went out on a pretty high note. I think I'm actually a little bit more like retrospectively looking at it. Going out last year after getting your shit stomped by by the Browns, probably not good. But I feel like I I feel like Big Ben had a little bit more of a uh, had a little bit better of an uh, an ending. I know they didn't win in the playoffs. They still got bounced in the first round of the wild card round, but um, a little bit kinder <laughs> of of an ending, I would say, this time around. Yeah, he definitely probably should have uh, overextended his stay there. Uh, but it's hard to replace a legend, and they probably saw what they had at Mason Rudolph, and were like, well. <laughs> Can we put more bubble gum on, on the, on the wall before we spring a leak? And that was Ben Roethlisberger. The past couple of years was the bubble gum until they probably thought they could figure out something or develop. Yeah, no, apparently they're all in on Mason Rudolph, but um, yeah, that's have fun with that. Uh, also, some other news uh, as well. There's a, and listen, we're recording this a little early, um, earlier than well a little bit earlier than normal. There could be additional hirings. If they are, I'll stick them into this episode. But as of right now, Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett has been hired as the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. And uh, the Chicago bears have hired Indianapolis Colts, defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus as their new head coach. So two head coaching jobs off the board. I believe that leaves seven. He'll leave seven Saints, Saints, Raiders, Jags, Dolphins, uh, Texans, Texans, Texans. Feel like we're missing some other ones. Oh, Minnesota, Giants, and the Giants. There it is. So seven, seven remain. Crazy. I was not expecting this much turnaround in the head coaching department this year, but I was um, not 
I oh. thought like three. I thought I was originally thought I was Taylor Fangio and who else? Judge. I figured Judge was going to Gruden. No, I didn't say I didn't think Judge, but I did have Gruden on my to go list. And uh, yeah, what a crazy wild year it's been. So, uh, but we are continuing on. This is our last NFL history episode for the month of January. And uh, playoff list legend that has been the theme of the month of January. Andrew has choice for who we're discussing today, and uh, it's a pretty fun one. Andrew, why don't you break it down? Who are we talking about? Why are we talking about him? Um, what made you choose him? We are talking about Larry Wildcat Wilson. Uh, uh, what are you on? I don't even know. Saint, we'll say St. Louis Cardinals because that's where they were when he was playing for them. St. Louis Cardinals legend, Cardinals legend. Uh, this is another guy. Once again, being younger, coming home, saying, hey, guys, we're going to meet up here. We're going to play some football. And then every day, like clockwork, ESPN would have the NFL films. And then all of a sudden, I see this skinny, scrawny guy with, like, no teeth, just running around, picking balls off, hitting people like he's seven foot four, 300 pounds. And I'm like, this guy's awesome. And I was like, and it just, the name just always stuck with me for that. But Larry Wilson is an all-time great, no matter how you look at it. Throughout NFL history is a very important part of NFL history, which we'll get into there. And kind of the first player to execute a special type of blitz. So he is just one huge part of NFL history, and he kind of goes a little unnoticed because of where he played and never making it in a playoff game. Right. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I've never heard of Larry Wilson until this episode. So I'm glad we get to cover him and spotlight him. That's where my, my, the few pride and, you know, pride and joy aspects of these NFL history episodes is to kind of learn about somebody who nobody's ever heard of. That's not to disrespect him, but Andrew's right. It's the Cardinals. Cardinals, you know, um, Playoff appearances have been few and far between in their entire, right? There was like a, there was like 20 something year gaps in between some of their playoff fronts, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Like, especially, what was it? The one where they, where they beat the Cowboys. That was like a Super Bowl win for them. And was that 98? I want to say 98. Was that with Plummer too? Was it? No, was that? Yeah. It wasn't that, was, that was Jake the Snake. Jake Plummer. So, you know, but yeah, it's, it's the Cardinals. They've largely been irrelevant. You know, if you ask anybody now who the greatest Cardinals players of all time are, it's, it's always going to be Larry Fitzgerald. All right. He's going to be at the top of a lot of people's lists. People put like to throw in Pat Tillman. Um, people like to, that Hart too. Is it Jim Hart? Jim Hart, Neil Lomax. Jeez. Uh, uh, Dan Deerdorf. I'm going real old, so yeah. uh, probably more recent players, like you said, is a lot. If if you don't know, and I'm not like spiting anybody, but if you don't know, you think Larry Fitzgerald was like the end all be all for the Cardinals. Which I mean, listen, it, it, in the grand scheme of NFL history, 
absolutely is, right? I think he's number two in receiving yards, stuff like that. I get it. But Cardinals do have some hit other hidden legends as well that a lot of people don't don't, you know, don't realize. And again, again, yeah. I, I did never knew who this guy was. So I'm actually really excited to learn about him um in this episode. So let's break it down. Let's discuss uh Larry Wilson. When did you first find out about Larry? Like I said, it was NFL films. You're watching it, and they always did little spotlights on, you know, players, little stories, and have people come on. And like I said, I just saw this guy. He's toothless. He's this tiny guy, maybe 100 pounds, looks like he is soaking wet, and he is just everywhere, crushing people, crushing himself, um, straight center field type safety, just picking the ball off. as we'll get into it, you know, cast playing games with cast on both hands. And it was just so as a kid, I like the tougher guys. Um, we did, you know, last year when we did first and or list in 10, and we talked about favorite players. I said, Rod Woodson, Rod Woodson was always my guy over Dion because he's, he's grittier. And Larry Wilson was damn gritty. And I was like, this guy is awesome. And I need to know more about him, and I want people to know about him. So just seeing that one little clip really just drew me to him, and they just did a wonderful job of painting the picture of his career. Very good, very good. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get to the bottom of this guy's life and legacy. Uh, born March 24th, 1938. Uh, unfortunately passed away September 17th, 2020. So... That's where, um, yeah, that's where got his start. Went to high school in Rigby, Idaho, and went to college at Utah. And the NFL draft, he was actually drafted in both the NFL and the AFL. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. He was right in that era. NFL draft, he was a round seven pick, uh, pick number 74. And in the AFL draft, they just have him listed as a round one, first overall pick. So, um, so that's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. This guy has a very, very accomplished uh, career. So let's get into uh, let's get into his his story, my man. All right. So as Matt pointed out, he's from Rigby, Idaho, not really a football powerhouse capital. And it's just potatoes. It's just all I know. It's Idaho potatoes. That's it, right? And, that's and, what that's and a blue football field. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is right. And they actually own, I heard somewhere, they actually own the rights to that blue football field. Like nobody else can have a blue football field. It is unique. Like, I think it's the coolest thing. I really do. But you don't think of it as a football powerhouse. No. But man, blue football fields are cool. I have heard that birds like to poop on those, though. They think it's water. Yeah, I heard they also dive bomb into them, too. <laughs> So <laughs> I know that was a big story too, that they wanted it removed because birds were dive bombing onto it. <laughs> I don't know how true that is. It's the internet. So if it's on the internet, it's gotta be true, but all right. So he is from Rigby, Idaho, and he's very small, went to the university of Utah where he played running back. But the Cardinals were like, you're a little bit too small to be a running back. Cause like I said, he was like a hundred pounds soaking wet. His, what they have him weighed at is 192 pounds. So a six foot 192 pound running back isn't 
I don't think there's too many of them. Not now, but I'm sure back in the day, that's that's pretty a little bit more commonplace, right? I mean, you had some giants back then, like your Jim Browns, right? Jim Brown was a pretty big, big burly guy. Yeah. Um, well, he's a he was technically a fullback, so that's that's a little different. But I think at that point in time, it's a little bit more normalized. Nowadays, you know, no, <laughs> no, not not so much, not so much. So he was drafted by the Chicago Cardinals, but this is like right when they were moved to St. Louis. So that's where it is. And he knew he wasn't going to make the team at running back, but defensive coordinator Chuck Durless saw him and said, you know what? I crafted this play called the safety blitz. (laughs) It's so funny though. It's something that's commonplace is like now he crafted it. It's like, yeah, it's like it's like when they talked about the alley oop in semi pro. Yeah, <laughs> is that legal? No. <laughs> I dreamt I dreamt it in a dream last night, and he codenamed it Wildcat, <laughs> and that's why he's Larry Wildcat Wilson. <clears throat> but Durless feel like he didn't have anybody with skills and athleticism to do this, but he was impressed by Wilson, and he can, and he pretty much convinced him, signed him, and converted him to safety. And when the Cardinals ran the safety blitz, you know, it was very severe. And Larry Wilson talks about this. He said the Cardinals were always a blitzing team, but they would just blitz everybody, blitz linebackers, but people were picking up that blitz. So this is where he came into there, smaller size and stuff, a little faster, quicker, get right through that hole. So that's where he definitely came into play and where they saw that he could do this. Uh, so this is pretty much what is used today. Uh, he also was, like I said, just a very nitty gritty player. There's, there's not, there wasn't a whole lot on him, but it's pretty crazy about that. But he came up with this whole safety blitz thing in one game he actually wore caps on both of his hands and intercepted two balls. So that's a pretty big accomplishment in itself to play a game with a cast. I'd say so. And the NFL would never allow that today. Ever. No, ever. no. It, and it's funny because in an interview, they asked him, they were like, why did you do it? And he said, I had no reason not to play. <laughs> <laughs> the team was like, Hey, let's, let's do this. And he, and he did it. That was in 1965. Uh, like I said, Wilson was named to six Pro Bowls in his career and represented the, or named, I'm sorry, named all pro six times in his career, represented the Cardinals in the Pro Bowl game eight times. Uh, dur- during the 1966 season, he had at least one interception in seven consecutive games and route to a 10 pick season that led the league. That's pretty damn impressive. Jerry Kramer, um, is he? He's got to be in the Hall of Fame by now. If it's not, that's a travesty. Jerry Kramer, guard for the Green Bay Packers, an author in the replay called. Kramer is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, yes. Is he? Did he make it? Thank God. Okay. Uh, Is called him the finest football player in the NFL. Class in uh, 2018, by the way. Okay. I knew knew he was making a push. I knew it was him and Harry Carson, Carson that were trying to make a push there. I know Carson's in. 
Uh, finally, Kramer described Wilson's play during an October 30th, 1967 game as he fired up the whole team. Enthusiasm was infectious. Wilson it was renowned not only for his play, but intercepting passes, like I said, with cast on both hands due to broken wrists. On September 18th of the 2000 edition of SportsCenter, Mike Dicka challenged Terrell Owens for not being tough enough because he was out two to four weeks with a broken finger. He cited the interceptions by Wilson with the cast on both of his hands. Proof a tougher football that Wilson was a tougher football player. He ended his career with 52 career picks for 800 yards, five touchdowns, as well as 14 football recoveries for 173 yards and two more scores. And after that, he retired and he went on to become a scouting director, a personnel director. He was vice president and general manager. And then he was VP from 1994 to 2002 but the other thing was where i talk about him hitting is there's one guy that said that he would put so much force into things is jack tatum if you've ever heard of jack tatum the assassin the man that just demolished everybody and has probably the greatest hit i've ever seen where he separates a man not only from his helmet but also the chin strap goes flying off (laughs) so this player said that you know if tatum hit you you came out second best. He said, but when Larry Wilson hit you, you might win because Larry also at one point hit a guy so hard and ran into him that he broke his own teeth. So that's why he didn't have any teeth, but he also learned to chew bubble gum with no teeth. That's good for him. Yeah. He- and he was married too, ladies. All right. See, it's not all about looks. It's not all about teeth. It's about personality. He was was hard, hard working, got it done, played for some bad teams. He was married for over 40 years. It's a good run. That's a real good run. But he's one of those guys that I feel, even though he has tons of accolades, like I said, he's just kind of fallen I feel through the crack of NFL history. Is he the greatest safety ever? No. Is he probably, is he one of the greatest safeties ever? Yes. And I don't think a lot of people know about him. Like you said, you, you never heard of him. I never would have heard of him. If no. And, and it's, it, I think it completely has to do with the fact that he played for Arizona, right? We hear about, we, we've talked about plenty of legends who never played in a playoff game and, and this and that. But you know those names, right? We like. I feel like if he was on the Chicago Bears, we know a little something about him. There's legacy. There's a lot of legacy there. Very popular brand. Um, you know, we hear a lot about these older players a lot, but they put. You know, the, the reason why we heard about them is because they were on good, really good teams, right? You know, all those legendary Colts players back in the day, the Packers, the Chiefs, some of the, you know. But the car, it's the Cardinals. Like I, I've never personally met a Cardinals fan in my life. Never, ever, never, ever met one there. There are some out there, but that is the one team that I've never, ever met a fan of. It just goes to show you what, you know, 
what the Cardinals legacy is. If they were a better team, maybe there's more, you know, better team historically, better franchise historically. Maybe there's more Arizona fans and maybe, you know, a little bit more about the Larry Wilson's of the world, but we don't. And I think it's a shame. I think, uh, you know, obviously I'm just as guilty as, as anybody, but I feel that, you know, this is a, this is a, a cornerstone guy that people should know about. I mean, just the fact that he was kind of player credited with running the first safety blitz is pretty much awesome in itself. This is something that we've watched guys like Troy Palomalo do, you know, I'd read all these guys running these blitzes and yeah, we watched him and we're like, wow, these guys are great. And then here's Larry Wilson the creator of it. And not only did he create, you know, well, he didn't create it, but run it the first player to run it, but he ran it to the point where he made a hall of fame career out of it. He wasn't even a defensive back at all in college. He was a running back and yet he excelled so well at this position. Right. No, it's uh it's a cool, yeah. That, I mean, to be able to pull off that defensive back blitz thing is, is really neat. We see that, right? We see it at Madden occasionally. It's a really yeah. crazy concept to be able to take people, especially nowadays, too. Um, if you really think about the time period where he was doing that, right? When the passing game was starting to open up a whole lot more, right? 60s and 70s, the passing game started to open up more. And to trust him, you know, to, to, to pull off these blitzes and stuff, safety blitzes, is, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a cool, it's a credit to his talent. His, um, his, I guess his, you know, his, his athleticism, in, in a way, it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, this is the era, the dawn of the, you know, three thousand, four thousand yard passers, right around this time. Uh, Namath, Unitas, you know, all these guys just kind of pushing the push, pushing the ball, being able to push the ball downfield, and I trust a guy, you know, with that the ability to to give up, you know, possibly give up a big time touchdown. You're the safety. You're the safety net, and then you're you're blitzing. Not too shabby, not too shabby. I got a lot of respect for Larry Wilson, and you know, just hearing all this. He's, I mean, honestly, a trailblazer. A trailblazer. Yeah, he's one of those guys that, like I said, is just always. He, there seems to be a player that, excuse me, always falls. I feel is falling through the cracks of the story of the NFL as we're, as it evolves and keeps on evolving and everything else. I think there's a lot of great quarterbacks, running backs that we've even talked about guys like Lenny Moore. Uh, you, you know, we talk about Burt Jones. I mean, Burt Jones isn't in the hall of fame or anything, but that's a guy that people don't know about that has just fallen through the cracks. And Larry Wilson is a great hall of fame guy or hall of fame player. Sorry. Hall of fame player that executed this first time crazy new play and made himself a whole career out of it. And yet people don't associate him. Most people don't probably associate him with what, got him to the hall of fame in a way right it's a safety blitz and how he played it's always going to go to 
somebody else, the Ronnie Lotts, like I said, Troy Palomalu, Ed Reed, and those guys are great, but you got to give credit where credit's due. It's kind of like uh, T formation. Not many people, I don't think, know who Sid Luckman is. Unless you live in Chicago, then it's probably ingrained into your head. But he's the guy that ran the first ever T formation. This is the first time in NFL history a quarterback was under center. And yet not too many people are totally 100% aware of where that's from. And that's cool, but it's that's why I enjoy doing these shows is because we're bringing awareness and letting people, informing people about this. And also, if you do know who, did know who Larry Wilson is, or maybe you forgot about him in the back of your head, this is a great kind of nostalgic thing in a way as well. No, without a doubt, without a doubt. So, so yeah, so that's the career of uh, of Mr. Larry Wilson in a nutshell. We'll go through some of his stats again really quickly. Um, yeah, 52 interceptions, which is a whole heck ton. 800 yards, you said, five touchdowns. Um, two, two fumbles, 14 fumble recoveries. Two touchdowns off that. He has one safety to his career. And uh, let's take a look at some of his awards and acknowledgments. Um, he was part of the All-1960s, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame's All-1960s team, Pro Football References' second team All-1960s, Pro Football Hall of Fame second team All-1970s, and NFL 100 All-Time team. Uh, eight Pro Bowls, as we mentioned, 1962, 63, 65, 66, which I believe was his best career year, 67, 68, 69, and 70. First team all pro in 66, 67, 68, 69, and 70. Uh, he was player of the week twice. Uh, NFL defensive player of the week, uh, week eight of 1966. And, um, Week 12 of 1963, he was just the NFL Player of the Week. Um, let's see. I think that's that's it. And, of course, Pro Football um, Hall of Famer. Let's see when he – when did we say he went in at? Well, he's inducted. He is inducted. Yeah, so that's that's all that matters. I mean, what a cool – what a cool honor that is. But that's him. In a nutshell, and uh, with that, everybody, the end of our playoff list legends um, month. Andrew, what do we got on the slate for uh, for next month? Well, it's it's a short month. February is a very short month, so let's talk about some of the shortest players in NFL history. Perfect, Kyler Murray episode. Fire it up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, you know, it's funny that I, I had that on the slate. And then yesterday's show, we had Jack ask who was the shortest NFL player in NFL history. And the minute he said it, I, I knew it. I was like, I already know this. I'll even give you his weight. Gosh, I did catch that. I did catch that. So, ne- <laughs> so next week, everybody, we'll just, we're just going to do what we normally do. Um, for our first week, we're just going to have a discussion about the size, you know, sizing, an open discussion. Then we'll obviously pick some players 
as well to do individual uh, episode breakdown. So stay tuned for that. Um, bonus episode tomorrow. Of course, don't forget, I am interviewing uh, Joe Goodberry, who uh, who's a huge, big-time Bengals guy. He writes for him. Um, he's got like 44,000 followers on Twitter. Dude's pretty legit. Excited to talk about him. And, uh, of course, with all the Bengals' success, a little bit of a bonus episode. We're going to count it towards our normal episode count. But, um, but yeah, I'll be talking with him for Saturday morning. Make sure you check it out. And that is it. Uh, don't forget Jersey giveaway on the Facebook page. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, give us a like on Facebook. Screenshot it. Send us, you know, send us that you did it, and boom, you're entered in the contest. You can win a uh, you can win a brand new jersey. Cust- you know, well not custom, but you pick who you want basically. So uh, make sure you get it. find us on Facebook to enter that. But thank you so much. And on behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good.